like cool songs? Do you do you write a set list when you're performing uh, for a gig, let's say yeah. a wedding? Do you write I mean, out a set list and follow it, or do you call all the songs on the night? Chops and change. I mean, uh, with 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 our with the Alchemist and Simon Hustle, they are strictly we we write them at the start, probably within the first the first hour or so, mm -hmm. depending what if we've got depth in or not. Obviously, mm. songs change then. Yeah, yeah. But you know. I kind of, I kind of do miss the days of being not so much of a professional player and just, you know, absolutely winging it on the night mm. and stuff like that. I, I, I miss, I miss that as well, especially when I do depth stuff. And we're like, we'll just call something out. But playing functions and stuff, I think that maintaining professionalism, mm. you just gotta play your set, and mm. you know, especially when songs kind of merge together and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like segue into each other. If you're playing a professional gig, if if it's not, if it's not a pub then you've got to be on point. You've got to play, set out your grid. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when they show up, just have fun. Yeah. What, what, do you, yeah. what do you guys use, like, um, like from the Alchemist and maybe even what you're thinking of using with the new project? Like, uh, do, do you have any ideas of what you use about stage setup? Like, the way you position musicians for the, the perspective, of, uh, perspective of the, like guests and stuff and do you think about lights do you use any sort of uh special gear or anything like that like when it comes to lighting and things like that um so lighting no we've always just used like cheap sets of lights mm -hmm. just one one colored and then one white which will go in front of even um for the new band not necessarily i see what you're saying well, like stage arrangement stage craft mm. um something we are definitely looking to at the minute is using back tracks mm -hmm. um so so we're doing kind of like one of the tracks we are doing is fat boy slim proper 90s um, nice. what's the song praise you mm -hmm. there's a lot of percussion in there thinking about having a click track with percussion yeah um even using some brass sections like we, we've got we've got a sax player um coming in and a potential trumpet player right if they can't do the gig we want to have a click track yeah yeah, yeah. and uh yeah, you know that's, cool. that's that's some like I don't know if you've heard of DK management, Damien Keys. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of like they when they send me over deck work, they they use um, backing tracks, right? Um, and then they, they they just have all the trumpet brass, brass sections on on the clip track. Mm. So I, I think that some of the other professionals, that's what they're doing. Yeah, um, and that's that's something I want to get get my new project on. Yeah, no, cool. But in terms of actual positioning of players. Um, like it's a four piece, so we have the two two singers, two singers, keys and guitar, mm -hmm. uh, and then me and me and the bassist are just sat in the back. So that that can be kind of a staggered mm -hmm. kind of square, like rhombus type yeah, yeah. type thing. But you know, you, you, depending on the venue, you, you don't really know. Yeah. What kind of uh, um, like venues are most common for like the Alchemist and stuff? Is there a particular clientele um, you see mostly, like age wise and uh, like venue um, type? Demographic. Um, Generally between early thirties to we've been up to like sixties, sixties, seventies, seventy-year-old birthday parties, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, do 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 do. What was I going to say then? What was your question? <laughs> My question <laughs> was, um, what was like the clientele you play to? What yeah. What's the type of venues most common? You oh, commonly come into? Yeah. Um, venues. Um, Generally, like little fancy country, country kind of 
like it can be really fancy kind of big houses type things mm-hmm. um to like little country park barns and stuff like that yeah, yeah, yeah. Bar- barns and big houses is like, mm. like yeah. i think that one of the weirdest gig the coolest gig we did it was like for a software company i can't remember the name beyond beyond trust beyond trust but, this right. uh, but we did it at the uh, the national museum of scotland oh so and, uh, nice. it was like this massive white hall and then like when everyone's closing down like we just ran off into like the the darks turned off bits and it was like proper night <laughs> it, was, it was yeah it was good fun yes man oh, that's that, was, that was that was probably the, the coolest thing we would play yeah how do you well, um do you like so when you guys sound checking that how do you uh sort of get your balance you know for a sound check does someone go out front to listen singer or something yeah like? um so me and me and eden yeah, we all kind of take turns um i'll generally do the first kind of eq in a bit have a quick listen mm-hmm. um and then the bassist will go out and then the singer will go back out and then mm-hmm. we kind of all kind of get it agreed okay by by the end of it but yeah It'd be nice in the future, like to have a, a sound engineer with us, but you yeah. know, sometimes the smaller gigs are catered for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you even but even bigger gigs though? You, um, they have sound engineers there that I find. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, that's always the best kind of gigs, man. When you don't have to worry about sound, you can just play. Yeah. <laughs> so much more fun. Yeah. yeah, we had that with uh, a festival we played last year, and it was like it was, it was so fucking good, man. Like. <laughs> you know the, the amount of speakers they had the stage it was like all we got to do is rock up like plug yeah. in and just play 45 yeah. minutes straight and not have to worry about any feedback any sound check yeah. like like you know mixing it ourselves and shit and it's like you just know it's going to sound good <laughs> it's yeah. so yeah. much better though. But... dude yeah it's, it's going to be a shame this year like mm. losing, losing all the festivals and stuff yeah you but... think maybe next year they would maybe come out uh, a bit more, you know, maybe, maybe they go a bit harder next year. If, if we do yeah. miss summer this year, hopefully next summer we'll be making up for it sort of thing. Yeah. Have you ever thought about like, um, getting like management or PR or like other external outsourcing, just more on the, getting the sales side and getting the gigs kind of side? Um, no, I haven't really thought about that. Um, I mean, we, I, I started the band, found the musicians, and then the first thing we did was like literally join the a live network was our first agency that I wanted to join because I worked with them like six years before with another band. And then yeah. we just joined as many agencies as possible, which was a good idea because so many agencies seem to obviously want to sign you, uh, like, you know, com- completely you and you don't sign to anyone else. And yeah. I've, always, I've always said no to that because it's like, I've never worked with you before, so I can't guarantee, like, you know, and I'm like, if you give us loads of work, then yeah, it's cool, might do that. But, you know, you end up, yeah. through experience, my experience anyway. A live, a live offer that, don't they? Mm-hmm. they are. Yeah, they offer three different versions of it, and uh, it's just, they take more of a cut, depending on how you sign with them. And then, and obviously yeah. there's like a bit, a bit of a benefit to if you go exclusively with them, so. But I've just not found any, yeah. any, uh, agency in particular that stands out but that yeah I mean they they all come at different times different parts mm-hmm. of the year like I think I'll 
what I find difficult though is is coming up with the aliases for the band because mm, like, it's, it's just so many times <laughs> kind of like recreate yeah. like a new band name yeah the, the, yeah finding the very first name for my band it was like it yeah. took me forever I was like you want me to do that again <laughs> come on man <laughs> yeah I mean I definitely like obviously when you kind of do your market research I'm, like, I've got a couple of mates but you were definitely up there when I definitely found one of your alternative mm. I think it was Headliner my been Headliner Okay. Right, right, right. I don't know. Another one, but yeah. I'd seen your band and you had some other name. Oh man, uh, yeah. I beat, I beat, uh, I beat the beats or something. Yeah, 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 something like that. <laughs> some <laughs> cheesy, crappy name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just it is funny, but yeah, no, I've not thought of any other ways to do that. It's literally just been, yeah, um, agencies mostly, and then like as time went on, last year it was a lot more of. Um, yeah, word of mouth, and then uh, stuff you said. Like uh, we did a few, I did a few Facebook uh, ads, and then definitely Google, How Google they ads. Out for you? Uh, I did, I did them right in the beginning. So like, and I did Instagram as well, and it really didn't accomplish much. But again, yeah, you need to continually do it really to understand what you're learning yeah. and stuff like that. But um, Google AdWords, I it did work uh, really well. Um, but then it's just like it's just keeping up with the costs and stuff of like that in it when you're trying to do other yeah. stuff at the same time. So um Yeah. I mean I don't know why I didn't carry on Google AdWords. I mean, I remember I think I just I had loads of time. I was I was doing a contract abroad and obviously I had all the time of the day just to be sitting there studying it. Mm. And then I must have I only spent about three hundred quid and then I must have got four gigs out of it, five mm. gigs. Yeah. Like it was a good return on my money. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah definitely. It's, that's the thing I think with social media there was one point where I was posting so I was posting on Instagram every day for, at one point mm-hmm. and um, like you know the whole Gary Vee thing it's just like make content put it everywhere and that's one thing I did learn which was you know you just make content like YouTube I tried to make content for Instagram yeah. like I've, I've slowed down way now but like I'm going to try and get back into it but if yeah, you, if you it, I, I find like social media the, the, uh, my, my, my questions and arguments for that is like I do, I love Gary Vee. Like mm. got a lot of time. Like he's yeah, he's got some good knowledge. Inspirational character, mm. but I, I I find um just calling people, nagging people, oh yeah, goes a long way. But then yeah. again, he he says like DM people, message mm-hmm. people, and uh, when I've messaged like event planners, I've I've messaged like two hundred event planners, still get nothing. But mm. you know that two hundred first, you know, I'll get a couple of gigs out of them. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I think I. My argument is, is, is it more productive for a function band to go and message the event planners more than actually just creating content, even though creating content is good for any business or brand? You know what he'd but, say, though? He'd say do both. <laughs> yeah, do both, but I mean... But I think... It's, it's, it's picking pick yeah, what... I, I just find with, like, with uh, put, like creating content on every platform like like I, i've never done twitter but i've i've made my facebook or our, our band's facebook page go directly to twitter so whatever posts on there post it straight to twitter uh, it's probably not the best way to do it but whatever but yeah um I've, i have had inquiries from every different social media platform and it's literally someone contacted me from twitter uh and then messaged me through instagram and said oh, i found you through twitter because i hashtag party bands like after i asked them how did you find us 
So I was like, oh, like, you know, the shit does work. Like, it's almost like... Right, you know, that, okay, that, that's that, good. Because, like, I, I mean, I abandoned our Twitter a long time ago. I think... But just, yeah. just, just to do the repost is probably really important. And that's probably something I'm going to do I would, straight away. I would say that at least... And, and the thing is, on Instagram, you can do that, like, little click the button and it reposts yeah. to Twitter and Facebook. So you don't even need to go on those, like, platforms, you know, if, yeah. if you didn't want to or whatever. And then you've got a website and then YouTube as much as possible. Obviously, YouTube's probably the biggest one for bands because it's like a visual representation of yeah, what you're I was, offering. I was, I'm going to toy with the um, the adverts as well. Mm, yeah, the, pre-roll the Google AdWords runs the same same way. You do the yeah. same, but then you just, go, you just play a YouTube video of your band, yeah. which I think there's already... a lot of money yeah. laying out on the table and missing out on by not doing that yet. Mm. I have seen a band... Um, pop up once actually while I was watching the YouTube video it popped up and it was just a function band advert and I was like oh it's like the first one I've seen so someone out there's doing it <laughs> yeah. but you know it's it's just got to try it and you know see what happens with it yeah you know but um I'll have to have a gander at your YouTube yeah we're, we're, I mean I think my 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 Instagram is probably the best out of all of them the platforms that we've got mm. with, in, with, with Instagram do you are you trying to be more like because um, obviously Instagram started as like a, a photography platform and, and it's very uh, I mean I guess the biggest profiles on there unless you're a celebrity or something are the most beautiful laid out and stuff but again someone like Gary Vee says like don't think about it too much like an art collection think about it, you know, just creating valuable content. So someone who's going to come on there, if they're interested in your band or something like that. Like I've had clients that I've played for when I actually meet them on the day, they've said, oh yeah, we've been following you. And like, you know, I was doing stories or some shit like that. Like this is when I was posting a lot and just trying to make as much content. Like, you know, you have to be creative when you're not fucking playing gigs all the time, you know, like you've got to find ways of being creative. So um, but I have had comments on that before in the past of like, you know, oh, we're following your stories and like, they enjoy following you because you're sort of uh, doing something yeah. creative, I guess. Yeah, I, I finally get more with that um, on my, just my personal Instagram as a drummer, mm-hmm. like just yeah. for dead work and stuff. That's yeah. what I find. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously curious about TikTok. You probably know about TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that's, that's quite scary, the amount of people who get likes and shares and that sort mm. of thing. Um you know, I think TikTok's a, a new avenue in terms of being being creative. But my Insta, my Instagram has always been like I, I think I remember you doing loads of abroad stuff. You were in Italy, I think, for a bit last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, obviously you were pushing stories and stuff. And, uh, mm. You know, that was a great opportunity, man. Yeah, that was great. But I bet it was mint. It was quality, um, man. It was a long drive. <laughs> it was a long ass drive. <laughs> yeah, it was good. But, but posting. Um, Posting it and staying on it like that, yeah. Mm. So important. Yeah, it takes a lot of effort, but I don't know. <laughs> what else are you going to do? <laughs> what else can you do? <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's been an hour. I-, I won't take up any more of your time, but it's been awesome uh, chatting to you, man. It's good fun. It's good fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's real yeah. good. There's, a, like, there's a, a lot of thinking I've done in there. Like, there's a lot of reflection, and obviously mm. you put some points in there. And uh, I mean, I've, I've definitely followed you for like, the last last couple of years i think yeah man um cool you, you're doing some good work yourself cheers man appreciate it yeah i hope you get through the covid19 all right anyway man there you go man that's it practice man <laughs> all right man take it easy uh, i'll speak to you soon bro see you later man bye if you guys found this video helpful 
I really appreciate you subscribing. I'm trying to put out a video every single day on topics like this that can help you guys either build a function band, improve your function band, um, or just teach you some, some things about the music industry in general as a working professional musician. I'll leave it at that, guys. Take care. Penthouse 5. Go check us out and take it easy. See you on the next one.